If you recall in the last episode, I showed you how to add authentication to your app through the RESTful Authentication plugin. In this episode, I want to show you how to add OpenID support to that application. Now, OpenID is kind of a universal authentication system where the authentication process actually happens on their OpenID provider and not on your app. And that means the user doesn't have to have a separate password stored for your application. It's all one password for the user, which makes things much easier for the user. Um, so I highly recommend that you add OpenID support to your application if you um, have any need for authentication. So to get started, let me show you how the interface works for a little site that we're building um, with the OpenID support. Let's say I'm a new user coming to this, this site and I want to sign up. So I click sign up and up here it asks me if I have an OpenID account and if, it, if I do, I want to log in through OpenID instead. And I, I do, so I'm going to log in through OpenID. I just type in my OpenID URL, which is this. Now, myopenid.com is just one of the many OpenID providers out there. And when I click Login, it'll do some magic in the background. It'll go to myopenid.com and actually confirm this authentication process here. It's basically saying that this site, localhost 3000, which is my, my app site, wants this information from me, my nickname and my email address. And so I could just click allow forever so I don't have to um, confirm this anymore. And now it does some more magic in the background and I'm redirected back to my site and I'm logged in. Now before I didn't even have an account, so this login process actually created an account for me with that uh, nickname and, and email address. So that's pretty cool. Now there's many different ways to handle OpenID and this is just one of the ways. So if you don't like this, uh, you don't actually have to take this approach. You can do many different other ways. But anyway, um, this is just what I'm going to show you in this example. Let me log out and then Let's say I want to log in again. Let's say I come back later and I want to log in. I just type in my URL again. And then again, a lot of magic happens in the background. It contacts my openid.com account. Um, I'm already logged in on that site. So it automatically handles the login process, redirects me back to this site and I'm all authenticated and now logged in as Ryan B again. And this time it doesn't create a new user because there's already a user with that um, OpenID URL. To get started, we need to install a couple things. One is the gem, so let's install that. It's called Ruby OpenID, just like that. And this is just a class for interacting with the uh, OpenID provider, and it's required for the, the plugin we'll be installing next. So we'll run that, that command script plugin install, and the plugin's called OpenID Authentication. Now, originally this plugin required Edge Rails, but now it works with the current version of Rails, despite what it says in the documentation, you can ignore that. Um, the current version of Rails, which is 1.2.3, so it'll work with that now, um, and it's probably the best OpenID uh, solution out there. All right. Uh, the next step is to run a rake task. 
and it gives gives us a couple rake tasks we can run. Let me look at them. Uh, one is called OpenID Authentication. D database create. So let's run that, and it'll basically just generate a migration file for us. So let's open that up in TextMate. All right, there's the migration file. It's basically creating a few tables for handling the uh, OpenID authentication process. And we also need to add a column in this migration as well to add a column to the users table. So um, add a column to store the identity URL, the OpenID URL for that user. So let's do that. identity URL is kind of the standard now and we remove it as well in the down okay now let's run the migrations it creates a few tables and our column that's pretty much it as far as the setup process goes the next step is to uh, take a look at the code there's quite a bit of code to go through so instead of uh, writing it all from scratch live, I'm going to just walk you through the existing code. In your routes file, you'll need to add this really complex, ugly hackish line, um, which unfortunately is required because it gives access to the create action um, through a git request. And this is required because the OpenID provider needs to redirect back to this action uh, to handle the login process. So if you are doing RESTful authentication type, uh, then you need to use uh, this little hack in your routes file. And uh, so just put it in there and just ignore it. <laughs> now in your user file, user model, um, one change I made is adding the identity URL as an attribute accessible so that we can set it through mass assignment. And that's the only change I made there in our um, login form, I just added the OpenID form field. And uh, it's important to call this OpenID underscore URL so that web browsers can autofill it. And there's also some CSS you can add with this um, to embed the OpenID graphic, which is a good convention um, to use. And I'll include information on that in the show notes. And then last but certainly not least is our session controller. And this is where all the, the magic happens for the OpenID authentication. So here's our create action, which handles a login process. And it's basically split depending on the type of authentication of his OpenID. And that, that method right there is provided by the, the plugin. And then so if it is, we'll call this method OpenID authentication. And um, so we'll change the method depending on the type of authentication we need to perform. And we also have the destroy action, which is basically just a logout, and I kept it all the same as what was provided by RESTful Authentication, so you don't need to change that one. Going down here, we have our OpenID Authentication method that actually handles that, all the magic that goes on with that. And we're using this, um, calling this authenticate with OpenID method. We pass our URL on there. And this, this method is provided by the plugin. And uh, it's actually very cool because what it does is it accepts a block, as you can see here, and all this code in the block actually doesn't get processed until the, the provider redirects back to our site. So it kind of 
holds on to it for a while and uh, doesn't actually handle the authentication process until then. Now this uh, method does accept parameters and you can pass the required or optional fields that you want. Um, this is called a simple registration extension. So basically you're requesting more information about the user through the OpenID service. And we pass some variables to the block and we check if it's successful. If it is, we find or initialize the user by the identity URL. Um, so we only want to create the user if there, there's not one existing. And this is a pretty cool method. It's like find or create by if you're familiar with that. But it doesn't actually save it to the database if it's new. It just um, creates it in memory. And if it is a new record, we want to set a couple more fields for uh, the parameters that were passed um, from the OpenID provider. Then we want to save it. And we want to set that as a current user. And then uh, display successful or failed. And then our password authentication, this is just the classic approach. I basically kept it all the same as what, what uh, is provided by the RESTful authentication plugin. And uh, basically just refactored some of this stuff so that it uh, can be shared between the two different approaches. And so here's the two different methods for failed and successful. And uh, that's just basically uh, fetched through the through the RESTful authentication plugin. I didn't really change any code in there. So it's all the same, basically. Just moved into those two methods. And that's pretty much it. There is uh, one little little thing you probably noticed in here is that I'm passing false to this user save method. And what that does is it bypasses all validations. Now that is really just a temporary solution um, because you likely want to change this behavior depending on what you want to do. And it can get a little bit complex here. Uh, basically, if validation fails, you know, how do you want to handle that? Uh, you probably will want to store this registration information in a session and then redirect to their user registration page and redisplay that so that they can um, fix their validation errors. You may want to do that anyway just so that um, the user has the option to fill in more information about themselves and uh, change their nickname and email address or whatever they need to uh, in the registration process. And uh, that's pretty much it as far as our session controller goes. And uh, that's really all there is to the OpenID authentication. So go and add it to your site and uh, make a lot of users happy. Hey, do me a favor and check out our sponsor, peepcode.com. They make excellent Ruby on Rails screencasts, so it should be right up your alley.